series called Spiritual Senses. Um, last week, we talked about um, spiritual sight and how God can speak to us through showing us things. And I proved it from the Word of God. So if you weren't here last week, you need to go online and watch that service so that you are familiar and, and understand from the Word of God that we can see in the Spirit what God is showing us. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. God made us to be able to hear his voice. Amen. Um, we're going to start in the word of God right now. John 16, 13 through 16. Let's go ahead and turn there. John 16, 13 through 16. The word of God, um, Jesus is just about to, to ascend into heaven and he speaks to his disciples and he tells them, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. So right there, God is showing us through the word that once he goes to heaven and gives us the Holy Spirit, which we're now living in that day and age, that we then can hear what the spirit is saying, right? So it says, and he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So whatever the Holy Spirit's saying, it's directly from the throne room of God. Amen. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So the Holy Spirit is speaking and he's showing about the future or about whatever it is that the Lord is saying to you, the church or the body of Christ. Amen. So these are things, this is the foundation of this message, of last week's message. This is the foundation of the church age that we're in. He said when he goes up to heaven, he's going to send us his Holy Spirit. And he's not only going to be with us, but he's going to be in us. And he's going to tell us things, and he's going to show us things. So because of being a child of God, this is part of our inheritance that we can both see and hear from the Spirit of God. Isn't that awesome that he didn't leave us clueless, roaming around, uh, blind, following the blind, you know, figuring it out, uh, stumbling around. No, he gave us the spirit of truth to lead and to guide us unto all truth. And he doesn't even just speak on his own. I mean, it, it goes on to say that he's not even going to speak anything of his own or show you anything on his own. He's only telling you from the, the VIP. <laughs> he's only telling you what the Father is saying to you. So how many of you believe that God doesn't lie? And the Holy Spirit's called the spirit of truth. So he's only going to tell you the truth. So when he reveals something to you, whether it's through a, a prophetic word or by his spirit in, 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 your, in your heart or, or whether it's through the word of God or whether it's through a vision or whether it's through a dream, he's telling the truth. Amen. So we learned last week that we can, by the spirit of God, see what the father is saying by dream, by vision and revelation, even in, in the word of God and even now, because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, by visitation, that anything in the word of God is available to us as believers. Now, it's all as the spirit wills. You can't make him do anything, but you can be prepared. You can be ready to have ears to hear what he's saying. You can have your eyes ready and, and watch and pray and see what it is he's showing you. Amen. You can yield yourself to the Spirit of God so that um, he can use you more. 
Revelations 2.29, this is the, what the Lord spoke to my heart this week. Um, this is where this message is kind of going to be based off of as well. Revelations 2.29, it says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. You are the church. You are the body of Christ, okay? And so with that, we know we now have this inheritance, this ability to hear by the Spirit of God, hear what God is saying to the church, what is saying to his body of believers. And um, he says, he who has an ear to hear, not just he who has an ear. So not everyone will hear what God is saying because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's gone through seasons or different periods where I felt like I wasn't hearing God talk to me. Or maybe you're out there and you're like, I've never heard God talk to me. You know, you read the word or you hear a message and you hear him that way, but you feel like you've never heard God talk to you. I believe that today we're going to lay some foundation of the scriptures that's going to ignite faith in you because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, and you're going to start recognizing and hearing God speak to you. Amen? He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So as believers, we all have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is showing us. Um, we just simply need to watch and pray. Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray. So that means be aware when you're praying. I'm sure if I had a raise of hands, well, I could even ask, how many of you pray? Amen. <laughs> how many of you talk to God? That's talking to God. Hello. Uh, you know, you've talked to God before, you've prayed before, uh, you've spent time with the Lord before, you've uh, prayed before a meal, whether it's so simple as that, or, or prayed before bed, or prayed and asked God for help in time of need. I'm sure most everyone in the world has done that, whether they're a believer or not. They have called on God in their day of trouble. And that's amazing because God still hears them and he responds. Um, so we need to watch and pray if we're wanting to see we need to be aware that when we go to pray, he will actually show us something. He will actually reveal something by his spirit. And the other thing he says in Psalms 46.10, this is huge. If you want to have ears to hear what his spirit is saying, not just know that you could hear, but actually hear what his spirit is saying, you need to be still and know I am God. Psalms 46.10, we are in such a fast-paced society, fast you know, fast food, uh, super high speed. I don't know, even know what it's called. It's not dial-up internet anymore, but uh, there's like, I don't know, I might be throwing this out there wrong, but Cat6, do you, anybody know who that, what that is? It's like the fastest internet or whatever. I'm, I have no idea. But everything keeps on getting faster and faster and faster. And <laughs> I love that the Holy Spirit put this in there because the only way you're going to hear him is if you be still and know I am God. If you have not been hearing from God, and maybe at one point in your life you were hearing from the Lord, and you're like, man, I miss that. Like, what happened? What did I do? You know why? It's because you need to slow down. You need to spend time with him and be still. Not just rattle off a prayer before bed or rattle off a prayer for, the help, for his help. That's all good. He says to do it in his word. But you need to spend time with him simply because you're being intimate with him and you love him and listen to what his spirit is saying. Be still is a huge key in hearing what the spirit of God is saying to the church. So we need to be still. When you pray, we're supposed to watch 
And when you be still, you're supposed to do what? Listen. How many of you think it's annoying or maybe you're familiar with that thing that's in your purse or wallet probably or your pocket called a telephone? Okay. And I don't know if anybody uses it for a phone call nowadays because there's texting and there's, you know, all this other stuff that you can do with it. Um, but how many of you know that when you call somebody on the phone, there's somebody on the other side? <laughs> do they just hear your voice or are you supposed to pause and hear their voice as well? You know? Um, so that's how a telephone works and really that's how our relationship and fellowship with God works. And too often... Um, we might say we have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe you're even filled with the Holy Spirit and you pray in the Holy Spirit, which is excellent. You should. Paul said, I pray more than all of you, okay? So he knew that you should do that. However, if you're wanting to not just tell God something and pray out the plan and will of God for your lives, but you want to hear and be directed by the Spirit of God, you must have ears to hear. That means be still and listen long enough to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, to you, his child. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of this, but, but if, if, you're being, if you're a child and your parents are saying something, you could hear it and be running out the door to go do whatever you want to do, you know, um, and, you know, just fulfill your agenda, and not that it's necessarily a bad agenda, but, but you're running out the door as a teen or whatever and going to hang out with your friends or whatever like that, and your parents are trying to tell you to do this, this, and this, or, or to you know, straighten up your room or whatever it might be, and you hear them, but you don't listen, and you go do what you want to do. So, so often we know the word of God and we hear it, but are we having ears to hear, to listen, to be still enough to hear how, how are we supposed to apply that to our lives? Ears to hear what his spirit is saying. So that's why he wants us to slow down and be still and know I am God. Be still. Because it's in that quiet place. That's why he talks about his quiet place, his secret place. Um, it's because that's the place where you're going to hear him give you that instruction. We always, you know, we want, if we, I got to raise the hands, how many of you want to be uh, led by the spirit? You want to know which way to go and what to do or what not to do because he knows what's best for you, right? But how is he going to lead you? He's going to show you things to come. He's going to reveal the heart of the Father by how? He's going to communicate it. He's going to speak it. It's not going to just come on, drop out of nowhere that automatically you're on the right road doing the right thing at the right time. He's going to speak to you and he's going to show you by his spirit. But if you don't watch and pray or if you don't be still and listen, you're not going to know which way to go. That's why the word of God says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How are we led by the spirit of God unless we're listening or unless we're seeing what he's doing or what he's saying. And remember, he's only telling us what the Father is doing and saying. That's how Jesus lived his life here on the earth. He only did what his Father was doing. He saw it in the Spirit. And he only said what he heard. He had ears to hear what he heard his Father saying. And that's how he lived his life. He was here as an example for you and I. So he would only do and only say that means that he would have to pull away, and we see him do it over and over in the Word. He would pull away early in the morning or late at night, you know, when things settled down. 
And if you got to do it then and you don't have the opportunity, you know, because you have work 40 hours a week or a family to feed or whatever, then you're going to have to make time to be still at some point, whether it's late at night or early in the morning, if you want to be led by the Spirit of God. And the ones who are led by the Spirit of God, that's who he calls a child and son of God. He called his son Jesus his son. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Why did he please him? Because he heard and saw what his father was doing. And he didn't just hear and see it, but he listened and did what he heard and saw and spoke what he heard and saw. That's what he wants for us. Amen? So... (laughs) Just like a phone goes two ways, we need to kind of get that in our heart, that prayer is a two-way street. It's fellowship. It's calling God on the telephone, we'll just say. And it's saying, hey, God, what's up? (laughs) Um, Just so you know, I'm going through this, this, and this, you know. um, By the way, thank you for doing this, that, and the other. And I praise you and worship you because you want to approach the king with thanksgiving and praise. You don't want to just barge into the throne and be like, I need this, this, and this. No, you approach him with respect and honor, right? And, and you might be doing that, but the thing is, is when you're done rattling off or praising worshiping and rattling off your to-do list for the Lord, <laughs> did you ever think that he might have something to say? Really, he might even give you the solution to the very thing that you went into that place for. But if you don't have ears to hear what his spirit is saying and you're not being still long enough because you got a time schedule to keep, then you're going to miss it. And as much as he wants you to be led by the spirit of God, if you're not still and listening, you're not going to hear what his spirit has to say. And I'm sure we're all guilty of being in a rush sometimes. But if you're wanting and desiring in your heart to start getting that direction, start hearing his voice more clearly, you're going to have to take time to sit at Jesus' feet. Martha wasn't so bad. I mean, Mary wasn't so bad because she wasn't doing. Too many of us are so busy doing and not spending enough time listening where God would give us a solution to how to do those things without uh, stressing ourselves out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Give God the opportunity to speak to you is what he's saying. What the Spirit is saying to the church. Have a listening ear. Give the other person, which is God in this instance, a chance to speak to you. You know, um, I always think, and I, I think I heard this somewhere else, but the Holy Spirit's always with you. He said, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's with you always, even until the end of the age, which means that we have this opportunity to fellowship with him 24-7. And God even puts it in our court to say, whenever you're ready, whenever you're available, he's right there ready to talk. He's right there ready to listen and to share what's on the Father's heart. Isn't that amazing? So we have this opportunity, but sometimes we're just too busy. And, and you know, it, it really, he, it doesn't leave us or forsake us. And I remember hearing this message um, talking about the Holy Spirit and how he's our friend and how he's with us all the time. And think about it. If you had your best friend in the car, or maybe your best friend's your mom, or maybe the best friend's your sister or your spouse or whatever, but you have them in the car all the time or in your house all the time, but you never say a word. Or you always talk and you never listen. That's not going to be a very good relationship, is it? (laughs) 
It's going to cause some problems if you never, listen, are you laughing because that's what you do? <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, we're all guilty of talking over somebody and not giving them the opportunity to speak and us to listen. But really, that's the way a lot of Christians live their lives. They're not hearing God speak to them, not because God's a respecter of persons, because he's with every one of us all the time, ready and willing to speak to our hearts and lives. The problem is, is that either, number one, we're not recognizing the voice of God, we are destroyed for lack of knowledge that we don't even know that God speaks to us. Or we're not taking the time to listen. And I think that the latter, the last one, is probably the more, the one that's the most prominent. The biggest problem among believers is we're going too fast or we're just letting our requests be made known unto God and we're moving on with our day thinking we spent time with the Lord. And that is not spending time with the Lord. Think about it. If you were dating um, your spouse, your soon-to-be future, you know, partner in life, and all you ever did is let them know what you wanted in a relationship, never heard what they wanted or what they desired, it probably wouldn't even reach the ceremony <laughs> because it's a two-way relationship. You're supposed to be giving and receiving in a relationship. And that's the way God wants it with us. He created us for fellowship, and fellowship is a two-way relationship. Amen? It's not just him hearing us. It's us hearing him. In Matthew 7, 24, the word of God says, Therefore, everyone who has ears hears the words of mine. And I want to just say it's, it's by the Spirit and by the word. And you can actually read the word and not hear it. And you can actually listen or hear the word and not listen. Because it can go in one ear and out the other. We know this because we can tell our kids to do something and they may possibly acknowledge us or maybe they'll just hear like noise going forth out of our mouth and they'll just keep doing whatever they want to do. It depends on what age you're dealing with. I used to, my sister used to make fun of me and my older sister um, I used to be really good at letting my parents know I heard them, but in private, grumbling or not doing what they said. And she would just kind of like put that on the spot. Like she, you know, she was more outspoken telling them, you know, what she thought about what they were saying, where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then not do it. <laughs> And both is equally, you know, not right. And, and in the sight of God, we need to not just look like we're hearing, but actually listen to what his spirit is saying. Amen? So therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house upon a rock. If you want your life built upon the rock, the solid foundation of, of the cornerstone of Jesus Christ, you want it to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit, you want things to work out together for your good because you love him, then you're going to have to not just hear the word, but you're going to have to listen and apply the word. Talking the written word, because we're supposed to live out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But also, there's other words that proceed out of his mouth. It's by his spirit. It's through dreams. It's through visions. It's through visitations. It's through uh, revelation. It's through a prophetic word. He'll speak to you. 
Sometimes in a still small voice, sometimes in a loud, corrective, booming voice. And when it comes to that, then watch out. Because he's probably said it about a hundred times and you didn't get it, so he had to say it real loud to warn you. Because you're headed for danger. I hope some of this is making sense to you. So God can speak to us through his word, by his spirit, but we have to have ears to hear what his spirit is saying. He can speak something to us, and this, this scripture says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he's the wise man. Things are going to work out for you. When the winds come and the, and the rains come and it blows, you're going to be founded upon the rock, and you're not going to go anywhere. Why? Because you've built your life upon the word of God. And every word, even by the Spirit of God, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is how God speaks to us. This is how he leads us and guides us by his Spirit. But we have to listen. We have to hear what he's saying on the other line. And in order to do that, we're going to have to slow down. So what do we need to do to, hear, to see? We need to watch and pray. Be expecting. You have the inheritance to both see and hear the Spirit of God and what he's telling you about the future, what he's saying that's on the Father's heart. So with knowing that, with knowing John um, 16, 13 through 16, knowing that this is part of my inheritance, when you go to spend time with God, be expecting. Don't just like go in there and kind of ritualistically um, go through a a confession or a prayer list, which I do do confessions, and and they are just speaking the word and, and speaking what I believe and thanking him for things. But I give him time to speak what it is that's on his heart, what's his agenda, to bring correction or instruction to me of what he has for my life or for the ministry. Give him an opportunity to where you're listening to what his spirit is saying. I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure I'm not. Um, Has God ever spoken to you something? Maybe at first you didn't realize it was the Lord, and that's why he had to speak it a hundred times. But has God ever spoken to you something like a hundred times before you got it? (laughs) Maybe he's still speaking the same thing. And uh, think about this. Maybe it's because you're not listening. Maybe it's because you have yet to have not just ears to hear, but to listen and do, put into practice what he's saying. You know, we talked about last week when God shows you something, it's sometimes bigger than our thoughts. It's bigger than what we think that we could accomplish. But that's okay because we work together with God. With God, all things are possible. What he wants you to do is listen. I mean, think about it. He's not asking you to build an ark. Thank you, Jesus. He's not asking you to lead the people out of, out of uh, Egypt. Thank you, Lord. He's not asking you to part the Red Sea. You know, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do in these last day and age, and he could do all that. But at this point, I, don't, I haven't heard of anybody where he's asking something like that. But really, what he wants us to do is to take what he says, and sometimes it's, it seems silly, or sometimes it seems too big, or sometimes it seems like the person he's telling us to witness to, um, they wouldn't receive it. It seems like that to us. But if he's telling you, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, jump out in faith and start putting your hand to it and see what happens. That's how Jesus lived his life. That's why he saw so many miracles. Because God would tell him what he's doing, and he would just simply go follow it. 
Any great man or woman of God that you might study on, this is so awesome. This is such a great revelation. They have exactly what you and I have. Ears to hear and eyes to see what the Holy Spirit is saying. The same Holy Spirit that works with them and shows them what's on the Father's heart or what the Father is saying. The same Holy Spirit that showed Jesus what was on the Father's heart or spoke to him what the Father was saying. That's the same Holy Spirit you and I have. And the only reason it was not on their own accord that they could accomplish and do great and mighty miracles, the only reason they can do that is because they're having ears to hear and eyes to see. They're watching and praying and being still and hearing, listening to what the Spirit is saying. And then they just have to go follow the leader. They just have to, in faith, walk it out and watch as God watches over his Word, because that's what it is. It's his word. Anyone who believes my word out of every word that produces or that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we have to, do you see? We have to have ears to hear what he's saying. We have to be listening if we want things to work out for us, and not just for our own little lives, but for him to use us. For us to really shine our light or be a witness in this world, we're going to have to respond and not just hear him and kind of pass it by and go do what we want to do, but stop and listen and apply what he is saying. Amen? Psalms 37, 23 tells us this. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Well, how, yeah, woohoo, praise the Lord. But how do you think it's ordered of the Lord? Is it like, you know, we're on like this, what is it called, a conveyor belt of some sort, where, where once you are a believer, once you've got the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden you jump on this conveyor belt, and it just takes you the right way all the way through life. No, that's not how it goes. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord because you now have the Spirit. And he's not only going to be with you, but he's also going to be in you. And he's going to show you things to come. And he's going to speak not on his own, but he's going to speak and tell you what the Father's saying. And how then, then what are you supposed to do? Your footsteps are then ordered by the Lord. Go this way. Go that way. Don't go this way. Don't go that way. Go speak to this person. Don't speak to that person right now. They'll be ordered of the Lord. You know, we love that scripture. We want to do what God's called us to do and and be a light into this world. But the thing is, is he has a way of showing us daily what we need to do, how we need to apply our lives. John 6.63 says, his word is spirit and it's life. His word is alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's alive. It can speak to our hearts. But are you listening? Are you willing to live not on bread alone, not on just the things in this natural world, but upon every word that's coming out of the mouth of God? Every day the Lord's with you. Every day he's speaking to you. And what I was starting to say is, how rude would it be to ignore if he's speaking to you. And so I just started imagining wherever I am, even if I'm alone, my family's not there, and I'm driving in my car, or I'm um, sitting at home, and, and I'm eating my lunch by myself at the table, Jesus is right there with me. 
And it'd be kind of rude for me to have a meal with Jesus and not be talking to him. That's why Paul said, I pray more than all of you, because he was constantly talking to the Holy Spirit, telling him he's aware that he's there, listening to what he was saying. Why do you think that he um, did and accomplished so much for the Lord? He was hearing so much down to the detail that the Holy Spirit would warn him, you're going to be um, in perils of this and in perils of that, but that didn't hinder him from doing what God told him to do. The Holy Spirit would even warn him ahead of time, okay, you're headed on the right track, but just so you know, this is coming for you, that's coming for you, because the enemy's trying to stop you, so just don't, don't let it stop you. Just keep moving forward. Amen? Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God, that's what I just quoted, the word of God is alive and sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, when we think of the word of God, we think of just the written word, but it's anything he speaks to us by his spirit, whether it's through a prophetic word, whether it's through the still small voice to our heart, uh, maybe an audible voice once in a while, um, whether it's um, through a dream or a vision or a revelation, that's all his word coming out of his mouth. In Psalms 119, 105, he says, thy word, whether it's spoken or written, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Didn't we just hear the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord? How? By thy word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He tells you which way to go. And through his word, he also tells us which way not to go. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's him proceeding out of his mouth, the direction, ordering your footsteps. If you want it to go well with you, do what he's speaking out of his mouth. And don't just hear it, but listen and do it. Amen? I quoted this a couple times, but just for note's sake, Matthew 4, 4, he says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that comes by the Holy Spirit, written, vision, dream, revelation, still small voice, all of that is the word of God. All of it. And it's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He's directing the footsteps of the righteous. Amen? And we're now... Right now in the day and age we're in, we're supposed to be. That's why Jesus said it's going to be better for you because I'm going to be able to show you things to come, reveal the heart of the Father. I'm going to be able to speak to you by the Holy Spirit, and he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's not going to tell he, He's like pumped because he's like, you're going to be able to live the way I've been living. But then somewhere along the line, things got faster paced, busier. Internet came came into play, <laughs> all of a sudden we have access in our pocket every minute of every day, preoccupying our mind to where we weren't still enough to hear his voice. Or still enough, I guess I could say, to listen, because sometimes we're using that internet to hear the word of God. But are you still enough to hear what he's saying to you, to listen and apply it? Because sometimes even that can be a distraction from you having a fellowship with the Lord, a communion with the Lord. 
He wants to talk to you personally, not just through other voices. He will use a donkey. He will use a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, a prophet, all that. These are his vessels, but he uses his word, really. And whether he's using it through a vessel or whether he's speaking to your heart directly, we need to have ears to hear and listen to what his spirit is saying. And you have this available to you as a believer. This is part of your inheritance. It's not a special gifting. Anyone who hears these words of mine and does them, anybody, hallelujah. Isn't that good news? So our spiritual senses, our eyes and our ears, when Jesus went away and gave the Holy Spirit, they became awakened to the Spirit of God. And I believe that that's what God's talking about here is he's waking up the sleeping giant. He's awakening us to, to be children of God that can hear our Father and see our Father and do what he's telling us. Walk this earth the way Jesus walked. Walk this earth the way we see these great men and women of God. How they lived really was just sitting at the feet of Jesus like uh, Mary and hearing the word. Enough and long enough to listen and apply it to where you see results. To where God watches over his word that he spoke to your heart that you're now applying. He watches over that word to do it. See, when Jesus had these awesome results and everyone was healed in the, in the multitudes that was seeing him and then the bread was, was reproducing and the fish was reproducing, these are all just things that he heard the Spirit of God telling him that the Father was saying to do. And when he would go out in faith, he never seen fish multiplied, but if his Father said this was what's going to happen, if he would just do this, he would do it and have faith that God would watch over what? his word and do it. So we need to act in faith. If you're acting in faith, that means you're listening and when you're listening and he speaks something to your heart, you're applying it. And everything he says is either coming straight out of the word or by his spirit through one of his vessels, but it's going to be founded upon the word. It's going to be in line with the word. This is your protection right here. If you've got the word hidden in your heart, then you don't need to worry. about. And then you've got the Holy Spirit who's the spirit of truth. You don't need to worry. And that's a huge hindrance as the enemy tries to make believers worry that they're going to follow the wrong voice. If you know his word, you know how he talks and you know his heart. That's the very reason you need to read it every day. But if you know his spirit because you're spending time with him in his presence, then you know his presence. And when he speaks something to you, you know it's him. Just like if my husband calls me, even if he's trying to fake a voice, which I told you a couple weeks ago, he does do, and I can recognize him right away. I don't care if he calls himself Sally. I know. (laughs) You know that it probably happened, right? You know You can recognize that voice, and you know who it is. Well, the Lord's not going to do that. He's not going to try to, you know, fool you. The Holy Spirit comes. He acknowledges Jesus Christ as the Son of God, God's Son, come in the flesh, and he'll state to you something perfectly in line with the Word of God. 
Really, all he ever does is speak the word. <laughs> and maybe in a more personal way on how you should apply it. And our job is just to listen and do it. To be familiar with his word, familiar with his presence by sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening, being still enough, and then doing it. You'll be like a wise man. Amen. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians. No, 1 Corinthians, sorry. We read this last week, but I just want to go back to it real quick. This is why we have this inheritance, why we can hear God. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 through 12. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God, except for us, that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us the deep secrets of God. That sounds just like John 16, doesn't it? No one can know a person's thoughts except for that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not this, what this world's spirit is. We can now know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. He's proven it by the word here. This is accessible to you. You can see and you can hear God. How? The only way you could is by his own spirit, because he's the only one who knows. You only know what's going on in the inside of you. And only God knows what's going on in the inside of his heart. But he's freely given us his spirit. And God's own spirit is revealing to his people what he desires for you to do on a daily basis, if you'll listen. And it's exciting. It's an exciting life to live, to know that you hear God, you see God, and he knows you, and he hears you, and you have this intimate relationship where he can tell you that he loves you, he can hug you, he can reveal to you things that are coming in the future to warn you, to prepare you, you know, and he can even tell you the good things about your future. Like Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, for I know the plans I have for you. He'll reveal something by his spirit so that you have a future and a hope. You're a child of God. You have his spirit. And his spirit's job is to reveal to you the heart of God. And it's going to be by him speaking or by him showing you things to come or things about your life or your future. We need to expect and have ears to hear what it is he's saying. Clayton put me on a time crunch. <laughs> He's like, be done by such and such. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A couple more pages. Um, okay, so you might ask this question. Why am I not recognizing God's voice? Why, is, why do I feel, even though you know biblically, that he's speaking to you? Why am I not hearing God speak? And I said it before, it was a, it's a number of these reasons probably. Maybe... God's repeating himself, and you're just not listening. Maybe you're just too busy, 
and you're not being still enough to hear his voice. Maybe um, you couldn't hear from God because you're simply destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You didn't know that was available to you. But today I'm telling you, I showed you through the word already, that's available to you. It's part of your inheritance. And thirdly, maybe you simply didn't recognize his voice. He's been speaking all along. Maybe you simply didn't recognize his voice. Maybe you thought it was your own thinking. Maybe you thought it was your own daydream, your own idea, when really it was a God idea. God dropped that thought into your heart to start that business. God dropped that in your heart to to speak to that loved one on that very day, and they accepted the Lord. We just need to recognize that this is the way God speaks, that it's not our thoughts. It's his thoughts. The word of God says he causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But he also says those who love him keep his commands. They do what he says. They listen to what he speaks. Amen? So we need to know and solidify in our heart, I'm a child of God. I'm his sheep. He's my shepherd. I hear his voice. Amen? And let's turn to John. um, John 10. Four and five. He says it here. After he has gathered his own flock, which is you and I, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. So you're a child of God. He's your heavenly father. Your children know your voice even from the womb. They can recognize your voice. You're a child of God, born again by his spirit. You do know his voice from the moment of conception into the family of God. So you can take that as part of your inheritance and say, I can hear the voice of God. And the voice of a stranger, just like a sheep, will not respond. If you see videos, it's really fun. The sheep will not respond to someone who they do not recognize. So that that removes that fear from being worried about following the wrong voice. And that's where the devil's got so many believers not hearing the voice of God because he has them in fear that they're going to follow the wrong voice. You've got the spirit of truth, and if you're founded upon the word of God, you don't need to worry about it. Because it will be according to the word of God. If you hear the Lord speak, just look it up. Lord, show me some scriptures where that's true. If you need to, otherwise it'll just pop up in your spirit and you'll know where that's true. Amen? Let's turn to um, 1 Samuel. I just want to show you one instance in the word where God's speaking. And I know what you, you probably know where I'm going to read here. But 1 Samuel, verses 1 through 10. This is where the Lord speaks to Samuel. And this is probably where a lot of us are. Not recognizing the voice of the Lord that he's speaking to us. 1 Samuel 3. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Well, you know, the great prophets of old uh, heard from the Lord. You know, everybody, even the kings would call on them to hear what God was saying. But now we're in this new age where we have the Holy Spirit and he's speaking to all of us. Amen. So meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the um, prophet Eli 
assisting him. Um, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, meaning God was still using him. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God, which kind of shows you that he was seeking the Lord. He, who falls asleep in, in, you know, that's like you falling asleep in, in front of the altar here. And we just close down the church and, and lock up because you know what? You're just lost in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> so that was his heart. He had a heart after the Lord. He was seeking the Lord. Okay, it didn't just kind of happen. However, one night, Eli, who was almost blind, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out on him. Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle, or you could say he fell asleep seeking the Lord, near um, the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out to Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you. This old man getting woken up, and I know how annoying that is because Jude still wakes up in the night to wake me up. Um, <laughs> old man waking up. Eli replies, go back to bed. <laughs> so he did. Then the Lord calls out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? You can see his heart. He just wants to serve, serve the Lord by serving him. I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Okay. So he goes back to bed. Samuel. <laughs> he did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard, or so he thought, a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time once more. Samuel got up, went to Eli, and he says, here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord. This just chokes me up. It was the Lord calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go back, lie down. If someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is doing what? listening. See, three times he heard it. And you could be hearing God, not realizing that it's God speaking. And until you realize it's God speaking, you don't listen to do it. Three times. And with us, it might have been a hundred times. God's telling you the same thing and you don't get it. You're like Samuel, just going along your way, you know, serving the Lord however you know. And God's saying, your name. He's calling your name. He's trying to get your attention. So that's a huge reason why believers think that they're not hearing from the Lord. They either don't recognize it, they don't know how he speaks because they're not reading his word, or they're not being still enough to acknowledge it. So what did Samuel do, or what did um, Eli do? What he did was he instructed Samuel to be still. Stop getting up and running to me. When you hear this voice calling your name, do what? Be still and listen to what the Spirit is saying. And that's God's instruction for us today. He still does it the same way. Be still. Listen. And so as you read on in, in the passage there, God, as soon as he's being still and listening, then he starts hearing what the Spirit is saying, and God starts giving him prophetic words and danger about the future and things like that, even, even some horrible things that were in store for that prophet and his family line. Warning him, letting him know what's going on, and God started using him. God wants to use you. 
But you need to have ears to hear what he's saying. You need to be still enough. Amen? Isn't that good? A number of years ago, we were in youth ministry, and probably like 10 years ago. Um, we were in youth ministry, and kind of, we had Sunday morning and Sunday night. So often Sunday afternoon was like a major nap. I don't know if any of you were in the church back then, but I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one, even though I was like in my 20s, that needed a nap after Sunday morning because you got to prepare for the Sunday evening. And it was like an awesome time. We were all so excited to go, go to sleep in the afternoon. But whatever the, whatever the case, um, there was this one certain afternoon, and sometimes, um, you know, I would go to sleep first, and Clayton would be watching TV, and then all of a sudden he fell asleep on the couch or whatever. So, but anyways, I was asleep one Sunday afternoon, and this is amazing. Um, I'll say this is probably one out of two times that I heard the Lord speak to me. Almost audible, I don't know if it was audible or if it was just like my spiritual ears, but it felt audible. Um, I'm laying there and I'm literally sleeping. This is literally a Samuel Samuel story. I'm laying there and I'm sleeping. I had not yet fully prepared for the evening service. I was the youth pastor. And uh, sometimes I would know a month ahead of time what I was speaking on and sometimes I didn't know till that night. And that's really a lot of how my dad operated. Like he wouldn't know till that morning. Um, so we could never plan like a series, barely ever and stuff. But anyways, so I'm sleeping and I'm really annoyed because I get, and you know, you can kind of feel me out here. I get kind of grumpy when I get woken up out of a good sleep. <laughs> almost, almost, he's listening on the stairs almost every night, you know. Anyways, <laughs> I sleep pretty good. Um, Whatever the case, I won't tell you my sleep patterns. But right now, because I have a, a snorer on my right, I have a loud fan on my left to equal it out, and I'm pretty good. <laughs> Did you hear that? Um, <laughs> so anyways, this, this afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon, I was sleeping, having some good Sunday afternoon sleep, because those are really awesome. Um, I heard, Jen! And I'm like, Jen, and he never, and this is true of my husband, he doesn't get up off of where he is. He makes, he calls my name until I come, no matter what I'm doing. And I won't hear the end of it till I come. So I get up, off of my bed. I was in some good sleep, go to the living room, and he's on the couch, and he's snoring. And I was like, what in the world? So I go back to bed. Jen, I mean, I hear my name being called. I'm like, is he pranking me? Because he totally could be pranking me. I go back in there. He's snoring. Oh, I was so mad at this point. I finally kind of get back into my sleep zone, and I hear my name again. I go back in there. He is snoring. I mean, he couldn't be faking it. He's snoring, and, and I, it dawned on me. Samuel. And I ran back to my room, got back into my bed, and I said, yes, Lord, your servant's listening. And he downloaded my message for that night, and it was a supernatural Holy Spirit service. I just, if I wasn't aware of that scripture, 
if I wasn't familiar that he could speak to me, if I hadn't stilled myself to say, yes, Lord, I'm listening, and applied what he was going to say for that evening service, he could have never done what he wanted to do. And the same goes for every one of us. If we're not listening, our footsteps are not ordered of the Lord because it's not a conveyor belt life of Christianity. He needs to lead you and guide you by his spirit. That's how Jesus lived his life, and that's how we're supposed to live our lives. Amen? So you see from these two illustrations, God is speaking to his children. But in both instances, both mine and Samuel's, we had to be still enough to listen and then to apply. Isaiah 30, 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Now walk in it. Who's telling us that? Who's speaking that? God. By his spirit. Wow. God's all over that. God is speaking to you. This is the way. Now walk in this way. Walk this direction. Or today, walk having ears to hear what his spirit is saying. He says, he will tell you, Whenever you turn to the right hand or to the left, in other words, whatever way to go, he's going to tell you. Isn't that so good? It's so encouraging that you're not alone. It's so encouraging that you don't have to worry because you've got the same spirit that led Jesus, the spirit of truth. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Tony, you can come on back up and, and play. Everybody, why don't we stand to our feet? I'm going to just lead you in a confession um, or a prayer, if you will. And I believe that God's going to activate your spiritual ears today. Amen? Just the guitar's fine. Um, God's going to activate your spiritual ears. God's going to activate. So I just want you to repeat this after me. Just say... I thank you, God. I have ears to hear what it is you're saying. I have eyes to see what it is you are doing. I thank you, Lord. I am your sheep. You are my shepherd. The voice of a stranger. I do not follow. I'm your child. You're my father. I know your voice. Lord, I thank you right now. I listen and I follow you. Father, I just repent for any time I've been too busy or too distracted to not just hear but listen to your voice. Father, I ask you Give me ears to hear and listen to what your spirit is saying. Help me to follow what you're doing in the direction you're leading me in. I thank you that you're with me always, even until the end. I thank you. You lead your people by your spirit in the name of Jesus
Hallelujah. Just stand there for a moment. So the keys to hearing God speak is be still and listen. Get rid of distractions. When you go to spend time with him, turn that phone off. I know you want to look up that scripture, that whatever. Write it down and look it up later. Have a pen and paper ready. Quiet your mind. Sometimes that might take five minutes. Sometimes that could take 50 minutes. But put on something that, you know, instrumental music or whatever it is that you need to quiet your mind until distractions are gone. Then you know the presence of God is there. And hear what he has to say. First, enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Thank him for all he's done. And then whether it's pray in the spirit, but just spend time with him, worship him quietly, and then sit still when his presence is there. And hear what he's saying. Get into his presence. Pray in the spirit. It awakens your spirit. Pray in the spirit. Tune in. It's like the dial for you to tune in to the right frequency of God's spirit. That's what praying in the spirit does. It helps your spiritual ears to hear. And a huge, huge, huge important key, because this is your inheritance, expect. When you spend time with the Lord, expect. Watch and pray. Expect that you're going to see and that you're going to hear what his spirit is saying. Amen. I'm just going to call Phyllis forward. Hallelujah. Oh, Phyllis, come on up here. There's a couple other words the Lord spoke to me, but those people didn't come today. 